Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Keith Law's Top 20 Cubs Prospect List and ask me questions if I was confusing. I should really put a subtitle on this. I should really put a subtitle on this of things I should really be concerned about, but right now I'm not. Things I should really be concerned about right now, but I'm not. Because as much as I'm supposed to care about what Keith Law says about the Cubs pipeline, I'm really not that fascinated. I'm really not that fascinated by Keith Law's opinion or, frankly, anybody's opinion on how prospects looked to them in July or August. Really not very important to me. Really not very important to me right now how players looked in July and August. What matters to me is what I think somebody thinks they're going to do in April, May, June, and why they think they're going to do that in April, May, and June, and where they are going to be assigned in April, May, and June, and what sorts of moves the Cubs are going to be making in the background in April, May, and June to bring about a better organization for the long term because really 2022 is a step along the way. 2022 is a step along the way and very little more than that. Very little more than that. And that's realistically where I stand. And it's going to be hard to fight me off of that. For instance, if, um, hmm, who do we, if James Triantos has an absolutely horrible 2022 season, but he learns things that are necessary to make him a much better player in 2023, it's a good year. It's a good year because I'm interested in how this season bleeds or blends or loads into 2023. 2022 is basically incidental, basically incidental. Hey, Keep the pitchers healthy. Try to get that second team in Mesa. Do the things necessary to keep things a along because somebody who is not the Cubs is going to win the 2022 World Series. Somebody who is not the Cubs is going to win almost all of the minor league affiliate championships. And... Hopefully, Brennan Davis shows in AAA he belongs in the majors. Hopefully, Caleb Killian shows in AAA he belongs in the majors. Hopefully, DJ Hers shows in advanced A-ball that he belongs in AA. Hopefully, Ben Leeper shows in AAA that, that he belongs in the major leagues. Hopefully, some of the relief pitching prospects show that they are so good that some of the pitchers at the major league level, if the Cubs are not in competition, 
some of those good relief pitchers at the major league level who are on short-term contracts ought to be traded for prospects so that there is room created so the guys from the minor leagues can get called up. Steps toward the future. Steps toward the future. 2022, for me, is already pretty much an afterthought. I don't think the Cubs are going to have an elite team. Hopefully Frank Schwindel has a good year. Hopefully Patrick Wisdom has a good year. Hopefully Rafael Ortega has a good year. Good enough so possibly in July, possibly he might even get traded, etc., 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 etc. Hopefully players have good seasons. But as far as it's really important for me that the Cubs are going to be a better team than the Milwaukee Brewers or the St. Louis Cardinals or the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Tampa Bay Rays or whichever good team in the league, even the White Sox. I, you know, if the season averages out, you know, on a 162-game basis, the Cubs have a 74-win season or a 68-win season or a 63-win season. Eh, whatever. I, I'm really not. I'm really not hung up on it because this is not the year. This is 2022. Is not the year. It's a year where. How's Michael Hermosillo going to do? That, that was me shrugging. Mm-hmm. How is, you know, people are saying, oh, bring in Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier's going to be good. How's, how's Clint Frazier going to do? Is Clint Frazier going to do okay? If he does okay, cool. The deadline trade him. The goal should be pot commit effort to how are the prospects doing actually in 2022 as opposed to how Keith Law says the prospects are right now. Keith Law's list. A couple of surprises. Brennan Davis, one. Not a surprise there at all. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, and six should not be a surprise to anyone. In most cases, his order, Brennan Davis, Owen Casey, not a surprise. Pete Crow Armstrong, not a surprise. Jordan Wicks, now there's a surprise. To me, that says... Keith Law is completely sold on Jordan Wicks, or else there's a couple of guys on that list that he's not sold on. Uh, Christian Hernandez, five. Kevin Alcantara, six. James Trianto, seven. Trianto, seven. Mild surprise. Mild surprise he's that low. Um, but whatever. Reggie Preciado, eighth. Caleb Killian, ninth. Miguel Amaya, tenth. I'm almost kind of surprised he's still that high. Yo, Hendrick Piango, 11th. That kind of stunned me. I, do, I like Piango. I don't see him as 11. I, there's, there's a number of guys below him that uh, I would have higher. Kevin Madea, 12. That's a bit higher than I would have expected. DJ Hers ought to be higher. Braylon Marquez, Cole Franklin. Hope they're back and healthy. Ed Howard. Um, again, hopefully he figures out the hitting thing. Ryan Jensen. He probably ought to be a little bit higher, right? Christian Franklin at 18, moderately surprised he's that high. Pablo Aliendo at 19, that's good to see, I think. Nelson Velazquez at 20. There's really not a whole, there's not really a whole lot to learn there. The Cubs have 
one to six, one to seven, one to eight. Well, Brennan Davis is number one. Then you have two to six, two to seven, two to eight. It should be about the same players for all the experts. And it's all just a question of, do you like Wicks or do you like Triantos or do you like Preciado? You know, which order do you prefer? Two through eight all ought to be about the same. And then from nine to 24, nine to 25, nine to 26, Cubs have a whole bunch of guys who are just about the same. Do you buy Alexander Canario's upside or Anderson Espinosa's upside? Or do you buy the bounce back of um, Ed Howard or Miguel Amaya over the up-and-coming Piango and Made? It's, it's your preference. Again, it's very much strawberry ice cream, chocolate ice cream, vanilla ice cream, What's your favorite? And it's um, who Keith Law preferences. For a lot of people, that is very much worth getting into. For me, I want games to start. I want games to start. Anything Keith Law is talking about is based on last July, last August. Last July, last August. What I want to see is... This April, this May, this June. How is Pete Crow Armstrong doing? How is Pete Crow Armstrong doing? Is Reggie Preciado ready to play at the low A level? I don't think he is yet. I'll be honest. Pete, uh, Reggie Preciado, is Reggie Preciado ready to play at the low A level? Here, controversial opinion. I don't think he's ready yet. He's going to go there. He's going to play there. He's going to have some success. He's going to do some things. And somebody's going to say, hey, Tim, he had that one good. When he has monster numbers, then he's ready to play at that level. If he struggles, well, he's struggling. There are a number of guys that are going to be at the low A level that people are looking forward to doing very well, but they might not um, we'll have to see. We will have to see. But that's only going to happen. It's only going to matter. My opinion is only going to play once we have games playing. Once there are games going on in April, in May, in June, then we will have... Oh, okay, I see. This is how this guy's doing. Once we have new data to sort, once we have new information, once we have new games where... Ah, this guy was up against a high, uh, a college pitcher who was first team all ACC, and this is how he did. This is a guy who was up against first team all SEC, and this is how he did. That's when we learn things. That's when information starts to matter. The entire hunchification thing, it's really all fine, fine cool, well and good. But I'm more interested in actual games, actual us against actual them, who is the better player in games right now. That's the stuff that's fascinating to me. 
Whatever's fascinating to you is fine, but Keith Law did come out with his top 20 list. I've run through it. There are a couple of mild surprises, but mainly the big thing is he's more into um, Jordan Wicks than Caleb Killian. He's more into Jordan Wicks than Preciado and Alcantara, which is fine. Um, I would have Wicks a bit lower, but whichever. He has Piango higher than I would, which is fine. Um, but what I want is games. I want games, and I know there won't be uh, minor league baseball games until April. And some of those early April games, especially in the north, 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 where it's cold, 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 are going to be basically useless. So those early games, I'm going to be focusing a bit more on the Smokies and the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. And I really think the Myrtle Beach Pelicans are going to start quite a bit more slowly than Cubs fans might want. Because a lot of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans hitters are a whole lot less developed than the pitchers they will be facing in games. And when more experienced pitcher faces less experienced hitter, it often goes in the fashion of advantage experienced pitcher. May I be proven wrong. Bring on games. Bring on games. The entire charade of here's this guy's list, here's that other guy's list, here's this other guy's list. Unless you're showing the actual homework of this is the grade I'm putting on all of the players, and because of the grades on the players, and because of the values I'm putting on the grades of the players, here is why this team is ranked over that team, which Fangraphs does. I'm really not all that interested. Show me the, this is why this team is 8th, and this is why this team is 14th, and this is why this team is 7th, and then we'll see how the games go in April, in May, in June. Tell me who makes the most sense as far as, you know, they might want to sign this guy because he'd be a pretty good ad for them to have in the pipeline to pitch three or four innings per week as a starter to get a second Mesa complex league team, compound league team, because for me, having another compound league team is a little tiny bit more important than whether... Oh, Miguel Amaya ought to be currently ranked higher than Pablo Aliendo. But then that's just me. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great rest of your week.